Hey everyone, I wanted to do a midweek quick episode. Um, I met up with uh, Trish Valleys again on Zoom video and we continued more of our conversations um, with each other about our different stages. She was curious about some things and I was curious about some things and we just uh, had a good conversation and I wanted to um, upload it here. She is also writing a book. Um, or has written a book, and right now it's kind of in the tester um, reading phase. Um, and so at the end of the episode, we kind of discuss that too, but I'm going to put it in the d- description here for everyone. Um, if anyone is interested in reading more of her story and getting the full detail on um, Trisha's battles with her narcissistic ex um, and everything that that entails, um, please feel free to email her, email me, uh, we can get you a copy for you to proofread and give some feedback to her, um, <clears throat> positive, negative, you know, whatever you want. Um, I'm sure it's all very appreciated, um, as she's wanting to, you know, release this and, and has been going through a lot writing it. So, um, yeah, I'll write that in the dis- description and, um, without any more chatty chat from me, I will go ahead and send it over to the conversation we had. Thank you, guys. So, um, let's see. Where where did we... Where did we end off last time? I don't well, remember. Do you? Uh, well, I think we should, we're doing a bit about what would be red flags to us, you know, uh, right. and what, for future times. But um, having talked about it a little bit more, I, I, I ju- was just sort of thinking, you know, what, what your thoughts are about um, contact and with your children. And when you're with your children, I know they're a bit younger than my my child, but I was just wondering how you handle the <laughs> not talking about the elephant in the room. You know? oh, man, yeah, it's yeah. it's not easy. It's not easy. Um, <clears throat> I think for me right now, I'm still trying to navigate that. I mean, you you read things that say you know don't don't do this, don't do that. Basically, just be patient, be tolerant. Um, you know, don't let on that the other parent is a narcissist at this point, but I've been trying to do little exercises almost like, for instance, this last week, uh, my son's birthday is coming up. So um, there was a lot of back and forth. I think I just talked about it on the last episode, but there's been a lot of back and forth about, um, you know, she wants communication. She wants, you know, to know what I'm getting him for his birthday. That's how it's always been for, for Easter, since we separated, especially for Easter, for Christmas, whatever, she needs to know exactly what I'm getting them. Um, which to a normal person, if it was a normal communication, you know, relationship of co-parenting, um, yeah. that's not a big deal. You just don't want to buy duplicate presents. But what ends up happening is I tell her what I'm getting. And then she's like, oh, well, I'm already getting that. Oh, and I'm already getting this. And I'm already getting that. Um, so you're out of luck, basically. Um, yeah. <clears throat> I bought my son a, my younger parents. Right. Yeah. It's basically anything that's, that's fun. And she thinks might be fun, more fun than her gift. She wants to be able to, to be like, Oh, I'm already getting this. 
you know, yeah. um, and she wants the opportunity to be able to stifle anything that I might do that, that he would enjoy. Um, yeah. she, I mean, she's made numerous claims that I'm the quote unquote Disney dad, you know, that's her, that's her way mm-hmm. to degrade me as calling me Disney dad. Like I only show up for fun times and then I'm gone. Um, you know, that's, that's her, <clears throat> that's her way of trying to, you know, erode my, you know, sense of, of fatherhood and myself, you know, it, it's, it's just, Mm. it's annoying (laughs) but um I mean I've been doing a lot to limit my interactions with her because of like in person at pick up and drop off I have to keep setting boundaries and I think the kids are are starting to see um they're they're starting to see a lot of things she got me fired up I'm I'm getting, I'm getting sidetracked. I'm sorry. Um, the, the phone situation. I, I bought a, I bought a phone for my six-year-old because his, he wanted one that he could take back and forth between homes. So, um, I bought him like a cheapy, I think I spent like $110 on it, like just a smartphone, you know, cause he's not going to be connecting it to Wi-Fi. So I just got like a prepaid one that he can just connect right. to Wi-Fi and he doesn't have to connect to cell towers. So she freaked out about that. Um, why didn't you discuss this with me? Blah, blah, blah. Now our older son's going to be hurt because he has an older phone and it's like, you know, and she, and then she was like, well, I was planning on discussing that with you about getting him a phone. And I was like, no, I think that, you know, he's turning 13 i think it's a good time for him to have a phone that's pretty much all we talked about for it and it's just kind of like you know i already i already told him i'm gonna get him a phone um and she was like yeah i think you know that that's that makes sense like his birthday's coming up and i'm like basically in my mind we were kind of in agreement that we're gonna get him a phone i'm gonna get him a phone i have 50 percent off my bill because of the company i work for so I get 50% off my cell phone plan. So it makes sense for me to buy him the phone um, because yeah. we, the way, I don't know if they do it different in the States, but, uh, mm-hmm. or in, in, in UK versus here or Europe. Uh, but we have it towards can be set up on a payment plan on your cell phone plan to where you pay off the phone yeah. over the course of time. Um, that's kind of how it is. Um, so I would be basically yes. paying off the phone over 24 months, have them on my plan. I get 50% off my plan, but it has to go mm-hmm. under my name. So I'm, I have to be the one to purchase the phone, you know? Um, so I just, you know, a, I mean, we had the conversation, he's getting a phone, not a big deal. Um, next thing, you know, um, she's freaking out about it, even though I know she knew her mother texted me. Um, he was excited about it. He was talking to her about the phone that I showed him. Um, and then when he was with me last week, she said, um, like he was on the phone with her. He was excited about it. He's like, Oh, we ordered the phone today, you know? Um, and then she goes, Oh, well, that's really inappropriate. You know? So that's, and then he was like, what do you mean? He was so excited. You could see his face just shift from, you know, Hey, we ordered a phone to like, and then she goes, that's really inappropriate. And he was like, what, what, what do you, what do you mean? And she goes, no, that's just, I mean, your father ordered you a phone. Like that's really inappropriate. He didn't discuss anything with me. And like her mom already texted me like, Hey, are you getting the phone? I said, yes. And she goes, is it going to go on your plan? Yes. Like, and so I'm supposed to believe that she knew nothing about any of this. Her mom, who they communicate multiple times a day about things. I'm supposed to believe that she didn't know. And then she's like, well, that's extremely inappropriate. And then I heard that. um, And then I, I 
I'm sick of this. I'm sick of this. And so yeah. I butted in. I was like, excuse me. No, thank you. That's not inappropriate. We knew you yeah. knew we were getting a phone. You knew yeah. that. And she goes, no, please do not talk to me. Do not speak to me that way. You're being inappropriate. It was inappropriate for you to get him a phone without acknowledging me as the mother. And I go, you're being manipulative. What you're doing right now is manipulative. <laughs> and I shouldn't have said it because I'm with my kids. But yeah. then she was like, whenever you can speak to me like a, like, you know, with respect, then we, you know, the children can call me later and then just hung up. Mm. Um, and so that was probably not the best idea, but at the same time, like, I think the kids kind of need to know when she's, you know, she can't just throw out terms because she wants to throw out terms. Like it's, it's manipulative. That's exactly what it is. Mm. And so mm. then he opened up to me a little bit and he said that, you know, anytime anything happens, like he was upset about something, she wanted him to clean his room. So he cleaned his room. Then she wanted him to do these other chores and he was trying to do something else and communicate with her. And he was feeling frustrated. And because he got frustrated, she um, was on the phone with her friend, I guess. And she was just mocking him, um, mm -hmm. saying he's so privileged. He just he's so privileged. He's just such a typical, you know, privileged, privileged little white boy. He thinks that he can just have anything he wants. Like he's getting a thousand dollar phone. Like he's getting this thousand dollar phone. He just he thinks he deserves it. Like and he, she was making him feel bad about the phone that was already agreed upon that he would have. And it's not a thousand dollar phone because it's a new line and blah, blah, blah. And there's deals. It's like half that price, you know, yeah. because of my promotions and stuff, but she's trying to make him feel awful. Yeah. And it's not a thing a child's in, you know, it, it's sort of these conversations that they drag them into that shouldn't, they shouldn't even be in the conversation. Should they? Right. No. I find that really difficult, even though my son was quite a bit older, yeah. you know, and could make the decision. So we had a lot, lot of conversations um, around empathy, <laughs> really, yeah. I think. Um, yeah. Not, not necessarily talking about his father, but just about people and empathy. And, well, if you were in their position, what would you do? How would you feel right. if you my position what would you do how would you feel about all sorts of things in everyday life and I was rather hoping that he would sort of put two and two together himself and sort that's, of go, that's yeah well, that's, that's what I would do but that's not what's happening with dad you know dad's doing this and dad's doing that you know um because it yeah. was things same sort of thing we uh, agreed on because they can learn to drive on the 17th birthday that on his 17th birthday he would have some driving lessons and we would buy a very cheap little car that is you know the insurance is still incredibly expensive but we bought a little um well he did he went to a car sale and bought a car and then uh, i agreed we would pay half i would pay half of it um, so he doubled the price <laughs> and took half of the money. So in other words, all of the money out of our yeah. bank account, which is fine. I didn't know at the time, you know, I suspected, but I didn't know. That was fine. That was fine. So um, a year later, when he passed his test and everything, but insurance is still very expensive, um, dad, who, you know, he dealt in vehicles and repairs and this, that, and that. his brother had got a um, workshop and everything. The, um, it needed an MOT, the car did, and it failed. 
and dad couldn't put it right uh, or it didn't think it was worth putting right even though mum had just bought a new ba- brand new battery on it 100 pounds worth it just had new right. brake, 50 pounds worth 150 pounds worth so dad lent him gave him well gave him he said at the time another car that yeah. he got gave gave yeah hang on it wasn't given after all <laughs> we didn't like that until afterwards gave him right. the car um because he was at college to go back to college but it was like um a 1600cc engine so it was a fortune but mum had to insure it mm. so mum did insure it because it was the you know needed and it was this that and the other blah 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 and then in some rain he was coming home to the farm came around the one bend which was water and aquaplaned the car. He aquaplaned this car, which is a very, it's an old car. You know, yeah. it's an auction, it's an old car, not worth very, very much. And um, aquaplaned it, left the road, went up, uh, up the bank and into somebody's fence, a, a, a farmer's fence, you know. Right. So nobody the bonnet's bent on the car and this, that, and the other. And to be fair, he got his mates and his mate's dad and I, they didn't tell me about it. They didn't tell anyone. Towed it to his mate's house. They got the parts, put it right. But there was still a scratch on the bonnet. Mm. And then, then my son told me, and I was going, well, you were right. You know, I was absolutely, oh, my goodness, and this, that, and the other. Yeah. The farmer down the road, he, he, he said um, there was a fence post needed redoing in this setting. They were all fine. Um, my son went to his dad, told his dad, his dad, straight away, not worried about, no question of whether his son had had to get to hospital, whether he was all right, whether he was shaken up, how he'd managed, you know, anything like that at all. All he was was, well, that was my car and it was worth. And he said about three times as much as it was worth. You know? Of course, of course. Damaged. It was such an old car, you know, it was, it was ridiculous. And it wasn't, it was a scratch on the... But, right. Um, what have you. And then refused to go and help my son redo this farmer's fence, which is it's 300 yards from his house. Yeah. I had to get... <sighs> pay somebody else a fencer to go and mend the fence which my son paid paid me back afterwards you know that was fine but I just think what is all this and then I got an absolute stinking letter saying that um he wanted a thousand pounds off me because he'd only lent lent our son the car right and I've got to cover my losses somehow well, in fact, if you've got, you've got the draft of my book, you'll see it in one of the illustrations, the letter he sent me. Um, yeah, I, I, I did read I did read most of this story, yeah. Yeah, I, <laughs> I mean, that was right at the beginning. I haven't read a lot of your book yet, but I did read that yeah. story. <laughs> Golden parents, and, you know, all this bile that just comes out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. And I think, but, but where, where is your empathy for your child so I did try and talk to our son quite a lot about these sorts of incidents but not particularly picking up on it to try and 
alert my <laughs> team. Yeah. Look, normal people don't think like this. You know, this is not right without directly pointing the finger. Just kind of, okay. you know, yeah. saying like this type of behavior is not okay. Yes. Like that's yeah. that's kind of what I did with with my son this past weekend was the, hmm. the same thing. I, I kind of, you know, I, I discussed that with him um, because he was feeling I mean, I think he feels a lot of internal guilt um, just honestly for being for being a man or for being a boy, you know, yeah. his gender and his his race. I think that there's a lot of um, social things that are happening right now just based around like you know, Black Lives Matter and all this stuff, which is a very positive thing. But when you have someone that's a narcissist that <laughs> is, you know, looking to guilt and shame people already. Um, mm. I mean, even when I was living with her, I don't know, I feel like it was almost every day I was I was met with some kind of thing. I'd go to take my son's, you know, pants off if he peed his pants, my younger son. And she said, don't touch him without my without his consent. Um, you're just like every every other white male um, you know, he didn't say you could take his pants off, um, and making me feel like I'm doing something inappropriate to my own child. And then she would say things like, you're just like every other crusty old white man doing whatever they want to people without their consent. You're disgusting. That's rape culture. And she would basically tell me that I, I was, I was, you know, a rapist because, or, or making me at least feel that way by implying that I'm, that what I'm doing is white privilege because I'm taking my son's pants off to because he just peed oh in his pants. Um, not, nothing to do with the fact because you're a caring dad that's looking after right. your child's needs. Because I'm not going to let my son get a rash because he doesn't feel like taking his pee pants off. Like that's that yeah. doesn't make any sense. Um, same yeah. thing with the, you know, I went, same son, I went to brush his teeth one night, he didn't want to brush his teeth. So I picked him up and I set him on the counter to brush his teeth. And she did the same thing. And then at that point, she did tell me that I'm a rapist. She said, don't you do that? You're a rapist. And I was like, what the fuck did you just say to me? <laughs> like, are, you, are you serious right now? And then she was like, you're, that's just like raping someone. You're touching his body without his consent. He said, no, he said, no, he doesn't want it right now. You're, you're being, you know, and then she went back into the, because you're a white male, you have privilege and you feel that you can just do whatever you want to whoever you want, whenever you want. Um, which is, is very much blowing that out of context. And it, 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 it's awful, but I know my older son is really feeling that right now with feeling privilege. Um, I know she talks heavily. She, she's very anti-white males, which is weird because um, she has two sons that she's trying to raise that are white males um, instead of just teaching them things in a positive way about culturally being culturally sensitive and everything else. I feel that she's just placing the burden of the world upon them. You know, even with little things like saying, you know, you're such a white, you're such a white boy, you're so privileged, you just, you know, you're getting a $1,000 phone, you're like 13 years old, like, uh, you're so ridiculous. And you're going to complain to me about chores right now. You know, you're so privileged. And it's like the two don't correlate. But now he's feeling guilty yeah. about having emotions, because he should feel that the rest of the world is starving. And he's so well off. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and everybody's reality is their own reality, whether, you know, yeah. <laughs> and, and just because this is his reality, it doesn't mean that he can't have empathy for children that are starving in Africa. 
I'm yeah. sure he does, but that's not his reality. Everyone's, re you know, just, I always, <laughs> it's stupid, but, um, you know, just because, just because someone else's life sucks more than yours doesn't mean that the feeling I'm feeling right now still doesn't suck, you know? <laughs> yeah, that's right. And it's not a comparative, is it? It's right, not, it's no. And for a child, it's, you know, it's also, it, it doesn't make much sense really either, does right. it? You know, this, I, I remember people telling me, you know, being told that I had to eat dinner because there were children starving in the world. And I was thinking, but right. what's this dinner? Right. You know, it's a great shame, isn't it, that children are starving in the world, but what's my dinner here in the middle of, you know, English countryside got to do with children I mean, you know, it, it doesn't it, it it doesn't i think it's just honestly i think it's a really deeply manipulative way to get children to you know yes. i mean and, and it's disconnecting them from actually feeling like they're allowed to feel right because yeah. then they they feel like they're not allowed to feel because if they do they're going to feel guilty about it for having these thoughts and so i i did tell him you know when all this he he laid all this out to me um, and I just kind of said, you know, Hey, if anybody's, if anybody's doing, you know, and so I just kind of laid it out as like, if somebody says this to you and they're trying to make you feel bad about feeling a certain way, like that's, that's manipulative. That is, that is very much guilting you and shaming you. And you don't have to put up with that. Like that's, that's not, that's not accurate. Like your feelings are completely valid. You're not asking to go on a private jet to get your hair cut across the country for your birthday. That would be privileged and throwing a, a baby fit about it. You're, you know, you're getting a phone and most kids in this world, in our society are getting phones between 10 to 13 years old. That's very common. You know, you're not asking for too much. Um, you didn't, you know, I was the one that even positioned this phone to him because I knew he would like it. He didn't ask for it. He's been taking care of his phone. He's proven he has a play phone right now that he's had for three years, you know? So mm -hmm. I had to like kind of lay it out for him. Like, you're not asking for too much. You're not doing something that's privileged. You know, you're doing something that's, that's pretty ordinary. And yeah. if, if you don't feel like doing chores, the conversation should be about chores. And if she's making you feel upset about being privileged, I apologize about that, you know? So <clears throat> I'm just having to like kind of, address these things a little by little by little. Um, but then after that, I would go into other things too. I would say if, if she's acting, not she, but if, if somebody treats you this way, hmm. you need to set boundaries this way, you know, and just kind of like, yeah. we, we started opening up more of a dialogue after that, just because I feel like he's yeah. at an age to where I, I was setting it up and in, in, in examples, like if a friend did this to you, you know, this is what you should do, you know? So yeah. I was trying to set it up in a more, not directly, aimed clearly at her but i think he's starting to see things um well, my six-year-old to daddy's yeah what's that yeah. he's bound to see it for himself isn't he you know yeah. they, because they get the you know it's not authentic what what's coming or there'll be something that's it says one thing one minute and the opposite the next minute you know the truth varies and they they recognize yeah. that I am, I am concerned. I mean, I saw this woman that seems like an incredible person on Instagram. Um, 
yesterday I came across her account and her mother is narcissistic. And now she is the caretaker for both her mother and father. It's just a random account I came across and she's just kind of telling her story. Um, and I think she, she, I believe she has a medical, not medical, a, a, a degree in psychology or something like that too, which is okay. really interesting. Um, but she didn't really recognize that her mother was narcissistic until a few months ago. And now she's become a caretaker and she's 50 in her fifties, 52. And now, she, yeah. and, yeah. and so like, you know, that's, that's really, that's really heartbreaking. And that to me, I'm happy that she's recognizing that for her, but I'm also terrified for my own son. What if he doesn't recognize it till he's 52? You know, I don't, I don't think that'll happen as long as I'm around and I'm in his life. I don't feel that that's going to be the case because I'm going to continue to kind of lay these things out there for him. But I mean, as a parent, when you're going through it, you think, Oh man, will they ever realize it? Will they disconnect from me? Because this narcissist will eventually convince them that, yeah. that I'm the bad guy. Yeah, we had a guy last night who had actually left the area with his kids because it was so bad. So he was yeah. then, his, his son, his eldest son is now 30 years old and he's helping him and trying to help him, um, you know, but he, he has a tremendous feeling of guilt. But he tried to say, but actually, if you hadn't, if you'd have still been in the vicinity and visiting in contact, who's to say it would have been any better? It might not have been any better because yeah. you're, you're giving the narcissist fuel all the time, uh, you know, yeah. for it. You know. And, you know, well, my son, he started a new job on Monday and I said, oh, fantastic, you know, when he said, told me he got the job, he rang me first off and told me and um, I, was so, I was so pleased I was so you know tell me all about it I said how's everyone else taking it I didn't say who how's everyone else taking the news he right. said I haven't told dad I said why not he said because it's not important to him yeah and it doesn't matter to me you're important to me mum because you support me in everything I do and you you're proud of me and you're this that and the other so you know, it, it, he, he does. He does know. I, I, I said nothing. I felt very pleased that he's, he's said, "Mum, you support me. You, you're delighted for me." I has, I, has he read your book? Yes. That you're working on. Yes, and some of I have made some changes because he gave me amazing feedback. I mm, it was good. So, um. But he was stunning in his, uh, and actually his support of me, although we're, you know, quite a long distance apart at the moment, has somewhat increased. He said, Mum, I just, I know you'll say I shouldn't, but I feel like I should have done more to protect you. I went, no, 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 no. I'm the parent, you're the child. Right, you know? right, yeah. <laughs> you know, maybe, with hindsight, it's easy, isn't it? It's 2020. I oh, it's easy to say, yeah, looking back for sure. Yeah, but when you're living in that life of thinking that it's me that's got it wrong and that I'm I'm the one struggling to parent properly and you're trying, I'm trying to hold the family together, I'm thinking that is the best for him. It's, it's very, 
It yeah. seems weird, but it's a very slow realization that actually the best thing we can do is get out of it. Yeah. You you have we have about four four minutes um, yeah. to go. Um, yeah. I don't know if you want to discuss anything that you've got going on. Um, well, I've got I I am with with my book. Um, I'm I'm just doing the blurb. There's several beta readers and several people reading for me. You know, and yours will be feedback will be really appreciated because you're one of the few men that are reading my book, other than right. my son. And, and also a man that's been involved with a narcissist, so has some um, idea. Um, right. So working on that, and as I say, I'm, I'm, I have joined up with a couple of meetup groups, they're all online at the moment, um, to sort of share, share views and share thoughts, really, uh, and share support. Um, and I will send you those because I, I do think it's valuable for everybody to just sort of get ideas off each other. Um, right. You know, what's worked for other people and what, you know, what their thoughts are. And um, even if it's somebody to say, no, you're not, you're not losing it. It's not you. You know, keep going, keep doing. You're getting there. You know, that's what right. it needs for me sometimes that may, sort of makes the world a difference to my day really oh yeah absolutely absolutely yeah. i mean when i have people email me and say thank you for your podcast or something even if they don't want to talk or anything too much they just you know it it, it means a ton it means a ton because i know that they they feel it they feel it because they're going through it too or they've been through it and and it's yeah. i think uplifting for everybody to kind of like be able to relate to people in, in this so yeah, yeah. Well, I've tried to sort of join, I've joined Cora as well. And, you know, I tried to sort of give a comment and give a bit of support, you know, to as many people as I can to just sort yeah. of say, I'm, I reach out if you want. I'm here, I'm here and I'm not an expert in anything except I've, I know I can do a bit of me too. And, and maybe, right. you know, yeah. I can tell you what I did and you might think, oh, well, I'll do something. At least it'll trigger you into doing something different. You know? Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so as far I, as your, as far as your book goes, um, yeah. if there's anybody interested in previewing it, would you be willing to like, if somebody reached out to me or reached out to you, um, can Absolutely. I, can I give like in the description Absolutely. for this episode, can I put your email address down for them to contact you if they want to? Oh, please do. Yeah, please okay. do. I, I appreciate as much feedback as possible. Um, okay. I want it to be readable. The point of doing it was really to try and raise a bit of awareness about do mindfulness towards let's raise some awareness. You know, let, let's let's get a bit more of a voice and and get this thing out in the open a bit more. Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Cool. I, I think, I think we should do that. I think I'm going to, you know, for anyone listening, um, I'm going to go ahead and put uh, Trish Valley's email um, address in uh, the description for this episode. And if you want to reach out to her, if you are interested in reading her story and reading what she has so far, um, please just feel free to contact her or you could even email me and I could get a hold of her as well. Um, but yeah, I think I think we're at the minute mark now, so we're 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 about out of time here. So.
lovely talking to you. You too, uh, you too. Yeah, keep looking forward and, you know, I'm here whenever you need. Absolutely, we'll, you too. Same. <laughs> next week or something. Yeah, absolutely. All right. <laughs> Thanks, Trish. Take care. Take care. You too. Bye. Thank you guys again for listening. Uh, tune in. I will probably post another episode this Sunday. Um, Saturday, Sunday seems to be a fairly good time for me to um, kind of regroup, give updates, go over whatever um, I'm feeling, whatever I feel like needs to be out there. Um, so I hope you tune in for the next episode. And thank you guys so much for listening.